0: The day finally came that Lovely and Monica had been working toward for years. David Robinson called and said Gage was being charged with Praveen's murder.
1: 1229 is Praveen's phone call. 1233 is when the trooper pulled up. So the 1229, he called Anita, and Anita heard him say, don't hang up. And she heard a door shut and somebody running. Um, So, you know, Praveen was known to make all these phone calls to call all his girlfriends and see if they are studying or not, and then he hangs up. So she thought it was like a prank call. She stayed on the phone for a little bit, and she hung up. And the state trooper pulled up at 12.33. That's when you see Gage come up from the woods.
0: You're listening to Speaking of Crime, with your hosts, Gia and John.
1: A few months went by, and in 2017, we didn't know, you know, like with the, after the grand jury, he called us one evening. Monica and I were on the uh, call. We were FaceTiming, talking. That's when the phone rang. And Robinson said, we have something to tell you. And I said, can I have my daughter online too? So I called Priya real quick. That's when he told us Gage was charged for first degree, two counts of first degree murder. And my God. That was that was justice for me, you know, holding, uh, finding him,
2: doing something. Gage was indicted by Special Prosecutor David Robinson, and he turned himself in the same day. Lovely said that was the first night that her and her family slept with some kind of peace in a long time.
1: The day Gage was charged, my God, it was... An unbelievable day, you know. Like I, I felt like all the work that we did, all the time, paid off. Um, Like I used to be up like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, going through everything, talking to Monica every single day, Um, and uh, you know, it's it's like it it took everything in me to get to that point. I felt like everywhere we knocked, you open two doors and then there are three more doors in front of you to open. Or you are hitting brick walls, you have no answer. I never in, in my uh, you know, like thought this would happen to me. But then I, w- I wasn't going to give up until I get some answers. I did not know how long it was going to take. But the more we did not get answers, the more anxious I was getting, um, more frustrated I was getting. but all those answers, the prayers answered that day. And to me it was the first step to justice for us. you know I and I always thought Praveen wouldn't do this and I wanted to prove to the world. And when Gage was charged, if the case did not even go to trial, I, at that time, that was enough for me. Just getting him charged.
2: Gage was arraigned in a Jackson County court on two counts of first-degree murder for Praveen's death. But even though Gage was being charged for murder, it still seemed that he was receiving special treatment or had some kind of protection.
1: Gage was charged, and then Robinson said, in a couple hours, um, he's going to be booked into jail. So um, the CBS were here. They were interviewing me that night. And then Robinson called again and said, he's booked. And he's in jail. but nobody was able to see him get arrested. Um, the, the police officer who assisted Robinson in the investigation, he wanted to arrest him, but they did not get a chance. The lawyer brought him over, you know? So the, every attempt was made so the public won't see him in a jumpsuit, uh in uh, in handcuffs nobody got a chance to see that but he was put in jail next day he was put in uh the bond was set at one million the dad paid hundred thousand cash got him out the next day so he stayed only one night uh in court um so i think in three or four days there was the first uh, court date and i wanted to see him Um, So we went um, to see him. See, I had only seen him in the interviews, in the the police interviews.
2: Gage only spent that one night in jail. He was released on bond after his family posted 10% of the $1 million bail. The bond provision stated that Gage was not to leave Illinois without special court approval, and he was not to have any contact with Praveen's family. Before trial, Gage's attorney, Michael Websick, filed for a change of venue because the case had been so highly publicized in the region. He felt that it would be difficult to find impartial local jury members due to the publicity of the case. Three years after Praveen's death, the trial to put Praveen's murderer behind bars finally began. At the time, Lovely was quoted as saying, It was not an easy fight. I tried to push through the system. It was a huge brick wall. It was not easy. But I feel that a ton of weight has been lifted off my shoulder. Now it's up to the prosecutor, attorney, the jury, and the judge.
1: Then the case went to trial. There were many, many, many pre-trial motions. Praveen's death was 2014, February 18. This is when Praveen was found. And he was charged 2017, July. Praveen had two sets of injuries with Margolis's report. Because one set of injury already started to show signs of healing. So that's why I believe Praveen was hit right in front of the house where Gage was because Praveen was walking to sticks and Gage was already looking for money. Um, he was, I think he was j- it, like jiggling the car doors and everything um, to get some money from the doors that are parked, uh, cars that are parked there. Probably that's when he saw Praveen, attacked him there, put him in there. And that's probably where the video comes up, I believe you know, that he picks up and... Because the first hit, Praveen has a hit here on the back of the head. Um, So he probably fell unconscious. If you listen to Gage's interview, he says uh, Praveen was on the phone for 30 minutes. Praveen was not on the phone. Praveen's phone was dead for 30 minutes uh, when he was with Gage. So that's probably the time he was unconscious. And when he came to it, He Praveen's phone had a pattern lock. He had to unlock the phone to make that call to Anita here, the girl in Chicago. So he said, don't hang up to Anita. Anita heard that. 12.29 is Praveen's phone call. 12.33 is when the trooper pulled up. So the 12.29, he called Anita. And Anita heard him say, don't hang up. And she heard a door shut and somebody running. Um, So you know, Praveen was known to make all these phone calls to call all his girlfriends and see if they are studying or not and then he hangs up. So she thought it was like a prank call. She stayed on the phone for a little bit and she hung up. And. The state trooper pulled up at 12.33. That's when you see Gage come up from the woods.
0: When you scrutinize the timeline, it's obvious that Praveen was left unconscious within minutes. He called Anita at 12.29 a.m. and that call lasted under two minutes. So between 12.30 and 12.31 a.m., Anita heard someone running and Praveen talking to someone. At 12.33 a.m., the state trooper pulled up. When he flashed his flashlight into the woods, he didn't see anyone and Praveen didn't walk out either. That means in those two minutes between 12.31 and 12.33 a.m., Praveen was most likely rendered unconscious. And that's most likely when he suffered the multiple blunt force traumatic injuries to his face and head. We asked Lovely about the jury selection process and what the racial makeup was of the jury that was selected.
1: One black woman, 11 white. Um, Two of them were, two ladies were nurses. Um, 11 white, one black.
2: And did you ever ask your lawyer to make it a little more equitable
1: across? No, no, no. Um, You know, like everyone that came in most of them were them were white and but where there were like few blacks but they were all sent out after the second or third question, Webseq would get them out Um and it, only the, that one lady made it in. Meanwhile the accusations started from Gage's side, the Gage's grandma particularly Got on to my my personal Facebook page, and she she calls me not so lovely, and and Monica has a name too for her. So she started attacking both of us many times. We did not respond to her. We just let it go, and then a Gage's lawyer filed a motion um, to bring Monica into this, you know, uh, into this and we got so scared and she got the subpoena from him Uh, but then Robinson said no don't worry I'll take care of it Um, so then he filed a motion to quash the subpoena and the judge said she's a public personality you know what are you going to find from her you know that She can be talking about anybody and everyone, you know, like you cannot bring... He asked for all her Facebook uh, posts and all kinds of things, you know, Webseek was like so into her. He wanted to get on to her, but then Robinson said if he ever, if Webseek ever brings her on, you know, she can say everything in the court; it will be in record also. So the judge just said, "No, there is no need, you know, to do that, and she doesn't have to be in court for that." So he just denied that, um, and then he started um, asking to change the venue. Uh, Web6 said, this is in the media so much. The public is going to, uh, the public is deciding the case. My client doesn't have a fair trial. um, So he wanted to move uh, the case further down into much more, you know, that there are so many KKK towns there. So he wanted to move it further, further down. And Robinson said, if you want to do that, then meet uh, have, have it somewhere in the middle, you know, like in Springfield, where Robinson was going from Springfield to Carbondale. It was, Springfield was halfway for us and for Carbondale, but the judge totally denied everything. So they did, um, uh, they kept the venue at Carbondale, but then they sent out this jury questionnaire ahead. Um, so they, kind of eliminated so many people, I mean, in the, um, before even uh, the, the trial started. So the trial started, so gauges like walking free during this time nothing happened so there were a couple times that he came to court he was all alone he didn't have anybody with him you know and i I was like oh my god this is a murder trial and this boy is sitting alone so we started monique and i started posting on facebook that we felt bad that he's sitting that he has no support system you know and then from the next um Um, day onwards, his girlfriend started to come with him. Um, And then one time when he came, he had like a big, his eye had a big mark, like somebody punched him. Uh, So I think Robinson questioned that and then he just made up some kind of lie. Uh, But. Lately, we heard it was between him and his dad, we don't know for sure, but something happened, you know, he had like a big punch. Um, So then the trial started and we were, we stayed there two weeks. Um, one of Monica's friends offered us, we were going to stay in a hotel, but she said, no, Carbondale has done so much to you, um, but I, so I want to do something good for you. So she gave us their two-bedroom apartment and she wouldn't take any money from us, you know. So we stayed in that apartment and um, the, the jury selection started, it went on forever. Just before the uh, the the selection started, Web6 said, uh, web asked the judge that he brought a guy with him, and he said, "This is not a lawyer. He's not a law student. He he has no paralegal uh, degree, but this is somebody that's going to help me. Um, is it okay if I keep him in the chamber?" Um, And then the judge asked Robinson if he has any problem, and he said no. And then Robinson later on told us, you know, if he says no, then that will be something for WebSIC to prolong again, you know, the trial. So anyway, this guy, I will come to, he has no background in legal nothing. Um, So the jury members started, you know, they started to get the process uh, on, they would bring 14 people. The judge asked all kinds of questions. And Webseek found something or the other. Like if, it's, if the member was a black or a minority, he would get that person out for, he will find something and get them out. And then there were some people that came in. One lady said, I know he did it and he is guilty. I cannot make a fair judgment, so I cannot sit through this, you know. So, so many people said that, and when the judge asked him, asked them whether they know the case, so they um, they got out. And so, I think it, was, it took two days for the jury selection. Uh, so the first day, this lady is, one lady, she's a doctor, sitting there, she went through the whole questionnaire And then again and again, um, the judge asked whether there is any connection and all that. And she almost got into the jury. And then she goes, oh, I have to tell you something. The judge said, what? And she goes, I know him. And she goes, who? Website's assistant. And so he said, who is that? My brother. So they were trying to taint the jury, you know, for a mistrial. That was their goal. If the thing started and if there was a mistrial, it was gone, right? So then she got out. So we thought, and then the judge didn't say anything. You know, he didn't say anything to Webseek. He just let it go. He's like, oh, you, she she can't, she can't, she cannot be a juror. So after two days, um, that afternoon, the trial was starting and then uh, one lady, she was an SIU, I don't, she was an SIU staff. And once they sat, she said she, she doesn't want to do it. She cannot do it. Uh, I don't know whether she was threatened or, you know, whatever. So she got out. So then they ended up using one of the alternate jurors. were cameras allowed in the courtroom? No, the, uh, the dateline uh, uh, filed um, in court for a permission, and the judge denied it. Uh, the they, He brought in actually the person who deals with the media and all that, and they said, if they allow that, the jury side has to be blocked and you know they had to get permission from so many people this and that and all so they never gave but there were uh, media uh, paper medias even the tv medias present inside taking notes and some of them were doing the um, sketches uh, dateline was there every single day uh, so they know they did not give permission I wish they did.
0: We asked Monica what it felt like to be able to finally get this case to trial.
1: It was like living in
3: a dream. We had fought for so long, and our goal was for Praveen to get his day in court, and for a jury of peers to hear and decide. And however that fell, we were gonna be okay with that. My, Mike Carr stopped the judicial process at his own desk and said I'm not doing shit, nobody's gonna make me. That's not fair, that's not how the American judicial system is supposed to be run. He knew there was evidence. He squashed a lot of it in the first grand jury. We wanted our day in court, we wanted, to, we wanted the process to play itself out, and it did. David Robinson, okay, so we had all these characters on paper. I mean, I knew several of the kids. We hadn't met any of the detectives. We hadn't met any, you know, the chief. We hadn't met many people on paper. It was fascinating and riveting and wonderful and amazing and so stressful. I had migraines every day so bad. I don't know how I stood up. It was david robinson was so amazing i just i just can't even i still can't even bow down to him enough he was so awesome and like i say from the beginning when they were picking the jury the co-counsel for the defense had never taken the bar he worked at a bar his sister got picked for a jury and nobody said anything for two hours Till so finally somebody figured it out i was like that's the co defend the co-defense's sister So they had to throw her ass off. And then like they had several people that were like, I can't be biased, I think he's guilty as hell. And the the judge was like, okay, thank you, you're respectfully dismissed. (laughs) So the voir dire was mind boggling. Gage pleaded not
2: guilty to two counts of first degree murder. And with his family posting bail, he was still walking around a free man. At the time, Lovely said that her part of the fight was over and it was now being passed on to the law. She said, whatever the jury decides, we will accept.
0: Next week, you will hear how the trial went, about the people who testified and what each had to say. If you're interested in this story and you want to know more about the case, you can check out our social media pages. We will be sharing videos of the police interviews, photos, and documents from the case. We are at Speaking of Crime on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and at Crime Speaking on Twitter. Please help us share Praveen's story.
2: You've always had what it takes to make it happen, and we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program, so you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by chef.